Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, there's an exciting new way to connect with your online friends all at the same time. It's called social conference calling. Use your phone or computer to start a discussion group or just a conversation. It's fun and it's free. Check it out at TalkShoe.com. That's T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E.com. Remember when... Let him book it now. I first met you. Joe Gander, but I like to check and double check the thing. My lips were so afraid to say I love you. I cry. Remember. What are you yelling about? I didn't cry, no, I. To my. All right, good evening and welcome to Remember When Radio. My name is Lee Douglas and every single week we'll be here with another great, interesting, outstanding and reminiscent old radio show. One more. And maybe even a little music to go along. Tonight... As our second show gets underway, we're going to talk about and and play for you and let you remember The Lone Ranger. Now, probably The Lone Ranger was the best remembered radio drama of all time, and there was a good reason. There were 3,336 original radio broadcasts of The Lone Ranger. That's a heck of a long time. That has nothing to do with the television show or the movies or the serials. That's just the original broadcasts. And and this show, of course, became uh, a staple on the mutual broadcasting network for years. And all the show, although the show was uh, aimed at a young audience, at least half of the show's listeners were adults. Now, got a couple of interesting points here I want to bring out about the Lone Ranger before we get started. The original Lone Ranger, his name was George Steinus, and he left the show early in the first two years, less than the two years, to become a film director, and he became well-known as under his real name, which is George Seaton. Now, Earl Grazer took the role from Steinus in 1933 in May uh, until his untimely death in 1941. Now, 
at that time, oh, he died. He um, something happened, and he hit a tree, and boom, that was it. But um, the announcer of the Lone Ranger for all those years was a guy by the name of Brace Beamer, and in 1941, Beamer became the Lone Ranger. Interesting that Beamer was already going on almost every single uh, personal appearance as the Lone Ranger because he was uh, tall and and muscular uh, the way they wanted the Ranger to appear, and evidently Earl Gracer was not. So when uh, starting in 1941 till it left the air until 1956, the Lone Ranger on radio was Brace Beamer. Now, I made a mistake, and I, of course, always take care of my mistakes, that I said that the the Tonto on all the broadcasts were done by Chief Thundercloud. That was my boo-boo. Actually, uh, Chief Thundercloud played Tonto only in the two Lone Ranger serials. And believe it or not, it was actor, English actor, John Todd, who played Tonto between 1932 and 1956. That is an incredible feat in itself. Now, Fran Stryker wrote The Lone Ranger. Now, uh, interestingly enough, again, that uh, although he didn't create the the series, Fran Stryker wrote, wrote every single word. Now, I've got a couple of things here I've got to tell you about Fran Stryker because I thought this was incredible. Stryker wrote 60,000 words a week. Every week. And that, according to the dictionary, that, the, uh, that is the equivalent of writing the Bible every three months. He created, in all his years, over 10,000 different characters, 150 scripts a year. Uh, He wrote 365 cartoon strips a year, 12 Lone Ranger novels, uh, and did, of course, the, um, the movie versions as well. And he wrote 104 scripts of the Green Hornet. By the way, the Green Hornet was, a sh- was an offshoot of the Lone Ranger inasmuch as Britt Reed, who played the Green Hornet, was actually the great-grandson of the Lone Ranger. So with all of that being said... Let's now go back with in history. Let's return to those thrilling days of yesteryear. A Lone Ranger rides again. light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger.
great sections of the western United States were thrown open to homesteaders in the years that followed the Civil War, a tidal wave of emigration headed for the new country. But the pioneers faced many difficulties. The forces of nature, hostile ranchers and Indians, and even government agents who used their public office for private gain. It was only the masked rider of the plains who protected the interests of the settlers. It was only his strength and courage that overcame the obstacles in their path and helped them realize their vision of the future. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. We're heading for the Cimarron. Huddle's waiting for us. Come Silver. Away. When Jeff Carruthers got his section of land proved up and homesteaded, the first thing he did was arrange to build a decent-sized house in place of the sod cabin he'd lived in for a year. People were few and far between in that country, but they were all neighbors. Everyone came to the house raising. Yes, sir. Me and Molly have been so busy the past year homesteading our land, we ain't had time to put up a decent home. We're all pitching in, Jeff. You'll have a roof over your heads come sundown. Just imagine, living in one room for a whole year, winter and summer, and now we'll have four full rooms. Molly, we're going to be the happiest couple west of the Missouri River. Hey, we're Jeff! Huh? Carruthers! The men are calling you, Jeff. What's eating you, Jeff? We got the roof tree all ready to go up. Want us to do all the work? <laughs> no, sirree. Right with you, gents. Who's climbing up to the top with me? How about you, Barry? You know, Jeff, raise you up the ladder. You're on. <laughs> Jeff, go there first. Jeff, beat you, Barry. <laughs> me? I'd call it a dead heat. I reckon so. Now, sit tight. Ain't much room to hold on to. Uh, grab that rope and heave. Anytime you say. All right, you gents. Hoist it up and me and Barry will set her in place and nail her down. Yippee! Here she comes! Everybody! Hoist! Heave! Lift her! Hoist! Heave! Hoist! Heave! Heave! Pull that rope, Barry. Here it comes. Bring her in up there! <laughs> Grab her, Barry. Keep her steady, gents. Barry and me will settle her right in the grooves where she belongs. Careful. Another inch or two. Uh, that's from one end. Hey, Texas, swimming up that mall, will you? I'll need to knock in the other end. It's on the rope's end, Jeff. Pull it up. Can you reach it, Barry? Up a bit. I got it. Thanks. Now we can straddle along this timber to the other end. Can you get a place to stand while you swing on the rope tree, Jeff? I reckon I can stand right about here. I'll hold your feet to brace you. Guess I can knock that roof tree into place with three wallops. It'll take at least six. Hear that down there? Jeff says he can do it in three. <laughs> oh. I bet he don't. Oh, he will too. Go on, Jeff. Show him. Here I go. One. She moved. Not enough. Here I go. Two. You'll never make it in three. Ready? Brace my feet, Barry. This is a big one. Then we slide down the rope to the ground. If you make it in three. So just watch this one. Maybe you've done it, Jeff. You sure are one strong hombre. Grab the rope. We're going down. The roof trees up. What do you say we eat? Sure. Every time a new house goes up, we set down to food when the roof tree goes up. Uh, that's plenty of food. And my Molly fixed the best food you ever sat down to. Right over on the tables waiting. Just sat down on the benches. Brothers. Where's Jeff Brothers? Well, it's the sheriff. And he's got Lim Dawson with him. Well, howdy, Sheriff. Howdy, Dawson. 
You're just in time for food. Get off your horses and join us. That's right. Welcome to our new home. You're mistaken, Mrs. Kirby's. This isn't your home, new or otherwise. What's that you say? This here land belongs to me, and everything ought to belong to me. Dawson. That may be your idea of a joke, but I can't say I care for it. Hey, don't joke, Carruthers. Doggone. Sheriff, is he loco? This is my land. I hate to tell you, Carruthers. Dawson's correct. He's got the law on his side. But, but we homesteaded this land. We worked it. That's too bad. It so happens I homesteaded it three years ago. And what's more, I proved up on it. Spent my required year. I'm giving you orders to get off. Molly, stand aside. If there's gunplay, I want you out of the way. I got my guns too, Jeff. You can count on me. I'm siding with you, Jeff. Say the word and we start pulling triggers. Yeah, yeah, sheriff, right. sheriff, do your duty. There'll be no shooting. You hear me? Quiet down, all of you. There'll be no shooting. Sheriff, you can't. You do know it. me and you know what I stand for. I always been fair and square. Then what are you doing here in company with that coyote? I'm sorry, ma'am. I consider you my friends, and that makes it tougher. But either I hand in my badge or I do my job. The law's the law, and this here land belongs to Lem Dawson. I'm claiming it, Crothers. You got one week to clear out. That's all. One week. Otto. Huh? Me hear him. Oh, Silver. That not fight. Bullets from the same gun. Somebody's practicing shooting, Kimosabe. Me not see where... That way. Yes, I see him now. Next to that half-built house. He's standing there and... Well, that's odd. What matter? That house. Why isn't he working on it? Huh? It's only half finished. Framework is up and that's all. He's out practicing a quick draw. There's something wrong. You think that? Head down the slope, Tonto. We're going to check up. Get him up, Scout. All right, Silver. Don't bother me, Molly. I'm sharpening up my shooting. So I can settle with Dawson next time I see him. Jeff, stop. Don't doggone it, Molly. I tell you that I... yourself, Jeff Carruthers. It's a masked man and an engine. There must be outlaws. What? Yonder, over there. Well, I'll... My mind was so occupied I didn't notice. Well, who are you and what do you want? You don't need that gun. Speak your piece, mister, and be sharp about it. I'm busy. So I see. Busy target shooting or house building? What business is it of yours, mister? You're a mask and you're not None welcome. Not my business, strictly speaking. I just thought Tonto and I might be able to help you. The kind of trouble I got can be settled only one way. Besides, no redskin or mask on Rick. What in blazes? One side. Where's my horse? Jeff, wait. It's Dawson. <laughs> no, I'll get him. Jeff! Mister, stop him. Stop him. Who is Dawson? What's this about? Dawson claims this homestead belongs to him, and we've got to get off after working for more than a year. Jeff aims to settle it with his gun. Tonto, wait here. And where you go? I'm stopping that fight. Wait here. Come on, Silver. <laughs> Dawson, I told you what would happen. I come to tell you you got three days. To I ain't clearing out. Three days. I warned you. No man can rob me of my home. You're wearing guns, and I'll get ready to use them. I'll have the sheriff. You'll have six you... feet of earth over you. Reach for your guns, Dawson. I'm drawn. No! My oh, hand! Where are the guns? My hand is busted. Your hand just numb, Dawson. I hit your gun. Curtis, I'll have the law on you for certain now. You and this part of yours, he... Jumping Mavericks, he's wearing a mask. He's no part of mine. He shot my gun out of my hand, too. Yes, man. So you pass with an outlaw, eh? Huh? Kino Carruthers, I'll tell the sheriff about this, about everything. You won't only be dispossessed, 
But you may end up in jail. Adios. Get it there. Get it. Boy, that ornery polecat. You almost slipped your neck right in the noose, Crothers. Yeah, I reckon so. If I hadn't stopped you, you might have killed him. I wish I had. I. No, I guess I don't. I guess I must have gone loco. But what's a man to do when he stands to lose everything to a polecat like Dawson? My offer still goes, Crothers. Huh? Suppose you tell me the whole story. What, what could you do? Well, first of all, I could listen. How about it? All right, mister. Why shouldn't I tell you? Get the engine, and Molly and me will give you the whole setup right from the beginning. And that's the whole story, mister. All the way through from the time we come out here. A story that ends next Saturday, Mass Men. Well, when do you leave? Next Saturday. Three more days. I don't reckon anybody can save the place for us. Is Dawson's claim legal? Yeah. It seems he proved up on this land himself a few years ago. But nobody ever told us. The government man should have told you. Well, he didn't. We figure he made a mistake. Got his land sections mixed. Yeah. He most likely thought he was directing us to a section that was free land. Well, nothing we can do about it now. I'm not so sure. Huh? What's the land agent's name? Where is he? Well, his name is Sully. His office is in town, but... Oh, we've already talked to him, mister. He's plumb disturbed about it, but he says he can't help us. Sully, huh? All right, Crothers. You'll hear from us. Here, Silver. Oh, scout. Remember, Crothers, no more gunfighting. It's a promise, mister. Well, I reckon Molly and me might just as well get ready to pull up stakes and move. You still have three days. Hip! A lot can happen in three days. Adios. Adios. Maybe see you later. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Do you think we ever will see him again, Jeff? I don't know, Molly. Shucks, there isn't a thing he can do to help us. But still, I don't know. There's something about him makes me wonder. Maybe he can help us, Molly. Maybe he can. Got plan, Kimasabi? Have you ever heard the name Sully before, Tano? Sully? You mean land agent? Think back. Uh, me not savvy. Last year, Kimosabi, when we were near Pecos. Oh, that right. Sully. That name a man who almost go to jail. He just missed. He was a government land agent, too. Couldn't be proved, but everyone believed he was using his office to grab land for himself. You think this same man? It's the same man, Tonto. I'm almost certain Sully headed west from Pecos. Ah, and what we do? First, we'll take a look at this land agent. After that, if he's our man, we'll pay a visit to the sheriff. Carruthers has a right to that land, and we're going to see he keeps it. Bring up, Tonto. Look there. Ah, two men in front of the house. One of them's a sheriff. He's wearing his badge. And the other one? Ah, that one's Sully. Him same man. The same man we saw in Pecos, Tonto. There he goes into the building. It's marked land office, so he must be the land agent. Sheriff, right this way. Good. We'll wait for him. Huh? Maybe him in with crooks. I don't think so. At any rate, we'll soon find out. And whatever happens, Tonto, no gunplay. Huh? No gunplay. We'll let things take their course. Just trust me and follow my lead. Hello, Sheriff. Howdy, gents. Welcome to... Well, of all the brazen nerve, your mask. Keep your hands higher, I let fire. 
You think this is the kind of town where a masked man can ride in at broad daylight? Take it easy, Sheriff. After all, there are plenty of towns in the West that would welcome a stranger with uh, cash on him. Master or not, it wouldn't make any difference. It makes a difference to me. This is a law-abiding town. Take your choice, Mr. Vamoose, or go to jail. I think we'll stay, Sheriff. We, uh, we like it here. All right, mister. Walk your horses in front of me. Try to run, you get shot. You like it here so much, let's see how you like the jailhouse. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue our story. The Lone Ranger and Tonto allowed the sheriff to arrest them and put them in the jailhouse. Their guns were taken from them and placed in the sheriff's desk. Silver and Scout were corralled outside. Although Tonto wondered why the masked man had told him not to resist, he asked no questions until they were locked in the cell. They both stay right here. As soon as I get them wanted posters, I'll come back here, mister. That mask yours comes off and... No. You not take off mask. No, Injun? Well, we'll see about that. I reckon your part is wanted someplace, otherwise he wouldn't wear a mask. You not Otto. take off. Go ahead, Sheriff. We'll wait for you. <laughs> for a man behind bars, you sure got a sense of humor. <laughs> you doggone right you'll wait for me. All right, Tonto. I know you've been wondering about all this. Um, why we do this? Him got guns, got silver, got scout. Him lock us up. For a good reason, Tonto. Well, first of all, to make sure the sheriff isn't in league with Sully and Dawson. Huh? There are plenty of sheriffs who aren't honest, Kimosabe. We saw this man talking to Sully. Yet when I indirectly suggested that he take a bribe to let us alone, he refused. Oh, Tonto savvy now. Sheriff Goodman, huh? He is. That means we can count on him. Mm, maybe so. You'll see. Now, what's more important, Tonto, is that Sully knows who I am. He does? Of course he does. We help chase him out of Pecos. Not right. But what you do when Sheriff won't take off mask? We'll worry about that when he comes back. Right now. Did you notice that Sully saw the Sheriff arrest us? No. Tonto not watch? I saw him out of the corner of my eye. He came out of his office and took his horse. I'm sure he's on his way to see Dawson. Him worried? He must be. Now we'll see if... Quiet. Here comes the Sheriff. Uh, him got posters. Steady. I'll handle this. Now, mister, I reckon you can take off that mask so that I can tell which one of these men you are. The mask stays on, Sheriff. Being stubborn won't do you no good, mister. Sheriff, we came here to help Jeff. Carruthers? What kind of lingo is this? It's straight talk, which is much more than Dawson gave you when he told you to order Jeff off that land. Hey, listen, how come you savvy so much, mister? What's under that mask? Who are you? Suppose I'd tell you that Dawson is crooked, that he's working with a land agent to cheat Jeff. Sully? He's on his way to Dawson right now. Why, you're loco, mister. Sully don't even know Dawson. That's where you're wrong. Big talk, mister. It's getting dark outside. Why not go and find out? All right, all right, I will. I'm calling your bluff. I'm heading for Dawson's place right this minute. If him and Sully are planning something, I'll hear it, and I'll know it. And you and the engine can stay right here till I find out. (laughs) 
stay here, horse. From this point on, I go up Indian fashion. Well, I'll be. Maybe that masked hombre had something. That sure looks like Sully's horse. It is Sully. He's in there with Dawson. I'll get up close and get an earful. Are you sure what you're talking about, Sully? Oh, you know, maybe that's someone else's here. Put me calaboose. I got eyes, Dawson. It's him. Just because he's wearing the mask. Mask. A horse named Silver the Engine. It all fits. Operation Dawson, he almost got me jailed in Pecos. I guess they ought to know the Lone Ranger when I see him. The Lone Ranger? Well, yeah, I'll be. All right, then. But why did they let the sheriff put him in jail? I don't know. Maybe the sheriff don't know who he is. I do now, all right. You gotta make sure the masked man don't get out of jail, Dawson. Least of ways, not that you get that land and have a chance to sell it. I can sell it easy. There's gold on that land, even if Carruthers don't know it. So oh, that's it, gold. gold huh? We should discover that before Carruthers started the homestead. Yeah, forget it. It's fixed as I take the land, ain't it? Yeah, but what about the masked man, the engine? I reckon we better finish him, Sally. Why, the ornery coyotes. But they're in jail. Sure, they're in jail. That means they have no guns and they can't move. All we do is go up to the cell window, shoot at him point blank. Yeah, it could be done. It's got to be done. Can you get the sheriff out of the way? I reckon I can think up some excuse. Oh, you can, huh? Let's head for town. You draw the sheriff away and I'll do the shooting. We can fix an alibi later if one's needed. Come on, the horses are outside. Now's my chance. All the dirty, cheating rattlesnakes, them two are the worst. I'll go and see the sheriff. Throw up your hands. What the, the sheriff? Yeah, keep your hands off your guns. I'm right here, Sully, seeing as how you were asking for me. Why, what, well, what's the gun for, sheriff? Ain't no Never mind the talk, Sully. It so happens I heard every word you said. You what? Yeah. You two are going into jail, and the masked man and the engine are coming out. Well, Dawson, I reckon the game's up. You know, Sheriff, we surrender. All right, hand over your guns. Yep. Go ahead, Dawson, give him your guns. All right, Sheriff, you've got us dead to rights. Here you are. But first, no funny business. No, Dawson, no, Sheriff. Get his gun on. I got him. Nice work, Sully. He's out cold on the dead buffalo. Do we finish him? No, no sense doing that if it ain't needed. Grab his feet. We'll drag him into the cabin. There's plenty of rope inside. You know, we tie him up and gag him. Leave him here until afterwards. Afterwards? What do you mean, afterwards? The Lone Ranger, Dawson. Yeah? The masked man. We're going to town and finish off the masked man as engine part, like you said. And anybody who asks about the sheriff... We spread the yarn that he went after the killers, have you? Yeah, silly, I get it. Then we take care of the sheriff, eh? Right. There won't nobody suspect us then. Now, come on, get that rope. We got to hit for town. Town's asleep. There's nobody watching. A few steps more to the jailhouse. As soon as we shoot, run for the horses. Yeah. You want to stay here or take care of the sheriff? Hey, reckon you better stay, Sally. You got a slicker tongue than me. I'm scared, eh? Well, I'm going to take care of the sheriff, ain't I? Hey, don't forget. Hey, what about his body? Where should I leave it? I'll tell folks the killer's headed west. You take him across to the canyon trail on his horse. Kino. Shoot when you get there. And take off his ropes and gay. When the posse gets there, they'll figure the killer's got him. It'll be a cinch. Now, easy. Here's the jailhouse. Get your gun handy. Look through the window. Yeah. See them? No, no, I... Yeah, wait. They're asleep, Dawson. Hold up on the bunks. Yeah, I can just make them out. Boots beside one bunk, moccasins beside the other. Yeah, this is like shooting prairie chickens. <laughs> Easier. Draw a beat on the engine. I'll take the mass man. All ready? Yeah. Empty your gun, Dawson, and don't miss. That's done it. We got the Lone Ranger. Back to your horse. Take care of the sheriff.
It's the jailhouse. What you shooting for? What happened? Sully, Sully, did you see it? I sure did, Perry. I was working late in my office. Two men ran up to the jailhouse and fired at the prisoners. They're done for. Where's the sheriff? He started after him. He told me to gather a posse and trail along. Get your horses. Hurry up, gents, your posse. Round up your horses. Bring your guns. Right. It'll take the boys a couple of minutes. Who are those prisoners, Sully? They're new, aren't they? Yeah. Did you take a look at them? Not yet, but they're outlaws, the sheriff said. Masked man and engine. A masked man and... You sure they're outlaws? Why? What makes you think different? We well, better take a look, Sully. It isn't customary for men to ride up and shoot prisoners... Most of the time, they break them out of jail or should not shoot them. What are you driving at? What else could they be? Did you ever hear the Lone Ranger, Sully? Well, sure. If there was the Lone Ranger in jail, there's plenty of bad men would try a trick like this. Come on, we'd better go in that jailhouse and look-see. That won't be necessary, Barry. What the, Well, I'll be... You're mad! Your guess was right, Barry. The fellow and I weren't shot. You're alive! We heard them talking outside the window. The cell door was weak and we got it open in time. And we bundled up the bedclothes to make it look as if we were sleeping. We No, you don't, Sully. You're not getting away. Let go of me. Barry, will you guard this man? He and Dawson did the shooting. What? Yes, he and Dawson have been trying to cheat Crothers out of his land. Well, I'll be doggone. So that's their little scheme. I sure will guard him. Give me those guns. The men come up with their horses. Tell them to take the canyon trail. Anything you say, mister. Tonto has gone to get Jeff Crothers and his wife. You're riding with the posse? No, I'm riding on ahead. Here, Silver. But why go ahead, mister? What's the rush? Dawson. Dawson? After they fired in the cell, we allowed Dawson to escape so we could follow his trail to the place where he's holding the sheriff. Then the posse after me. I've got to get there in time. Hip! Come on, Silver! He's alive. And I thought we got him. Why, you yellow polecat. It'll take a better man than you to hurt the Lone Ranger. You'd better pray he stops Dawson from doing murder, Sully, because you'll both swing for it. Gents! Gents, hit the trail! Hit the canyon trail! The sheriff's been captured by Lem Dawson. The Lone Ranger's riding to save him. Hit the trail! What? What's that you say? There, did you hear that? By gravy, that's enough. Come on, boys! After him! Follow the Lone Ranger! <laughs> Yep, Sheriff. That's the way me and Sally worked it. Mighty slick scheme, eh? <laughs> Can't do much talking with that guy going, can you? I aim to get that land for the gold. You'll be nowhere around to interfere. Matter of fact, you'll be six feet under. <laughs> Rope's kind of tight, eh? I'll take him off after I shoot you. Yeah, here's the trail. I think we'll stop here. Whoa, whoa there, whoa. Take a last look at the moon, Sheriff. You won't see it anymore. That badge ought to be the best place to... What's that? Horses coming from Jeff's place. I reckon I ain't got time for talk. I'll let my gun I do it. Silver riding down. Yes, man. Knock me out of the saddle. Drop that gun. Drop it. No. I won't pick it up, Bass man. Don't shoot again. Keep that stallion away from me. Stand still, Lawson. Steady, Sheriff. I'll untie that gag. You must be a ghost, man. Me and, and Silly shot you. Point blank range. We weren't in those bunks, Dawson. We were outside that cell listening as you shot. There, Sheriff. Oh. Mask man, thanks. I didn't know you were the Lone Ranger. Not till I heard these coyotes talking. Him and Sully got me. Sully is under arrest back in town, Sheriff. There's a posse coming behind me. That's not the posse. That's Tonto with Carruthers. Dawson, untie the Sheriff's ropes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Hi, Kimosabe. Oh, Tonto, glad to see you. We hear shot. Me not know if Sheriff's still alive or what happened. You get here in time, huh? Yes, Tonto. Thanks to Silver. Mister, the engine gave me the whole story. You saved my land for me. And my life. As for you, Lem Dawson... I hope you get what's coming to you. You're worse than a sideline. You needn't snake. worry, Crothers. Dawson will get what's coming to him. So will Sully. Now, Sheriff, Tonto and I are leaving now. Can you take charge of Dawson? I sure can, mister. Jeff, lend me your gun so I can keep Dawson in line. Oh, here you are. So long, engine. So long, mister. Ah, adios. Come on, Silver. Get him up, scout. Sheriff, I... 
I won't hang, will I? You'll get what you deserve, Dawson. Gosh, look at him ride. That white horse sure is a sight in the moonlight, Sheriff. I only wish they were staying to see my house get finished. Well, he's got business elsewhere, Jeff. But don't forget, if it wasn't for the Lone Ranger, you wouldn't have any house at all. just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. All right, there you have it. The Lone Ranger. Now, before we do this next bit, I want to make you understand that you are listening to things that are so old and that they were transcribed on on old 78 records about the size of, of an extra large pizza so please <laughs> everything i talk about is in terms of food anyway but um so these records got scratched over the years there was no way to re- repair them so to speak so you will understand on this one especially this is the original first broadcast of another action hero This was done in 1941. This is the original Baby from Krypton, Superman. Boys and girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. Faster than an airplane, more powerful than a locomotive, impervious to bullets... Superman, a being no larger than an ordinary man, but possessed of powers and abilities never before realized on Earth. Able to leap into the air an eighth of a mile at a single bound, 
hurdle a 20-story building with ease, race a high-powered bullet to its target, lift tremendous weights and rend solid steel in his bare hands as though it were paper. Superman, a strange visitor from a distant planet, champion of the oppressed, physical marvel extraordinary, who has sworn to devote his existence on Earth to helping those in need. As our story begins, we ask you to come with us on a far journey, a journey that takes us millions of miles from the Earth, where the planet Krypton burns like a green star in the endless heavens. Here, civilization is far advanced. It has brought forth a race of supermen, men and women like ourselves, but advanced to the absolute peak of human perfection. As we near Krypton, we see high walls and gleaming turrets. We approach the magnificent Temple of Wisdom, and there in a great hall, Jor-El, Krypton's foremost man of science, is about to address a meeting of the planet's governing council. Die with it. 
the parting would be much too severe. Very well. You have to do right, Rosanne, and you members of the council. I have no time to laugh. My wife, Lara, and my infant son are dear to me. It is not my wish to stand by and see them destroyed. Laugh all of you. But a time will come, and that time is perhaps very close at hand, when you will wish you had heeded the words of Jorel. Now you think me a fool. But remember what I have said, gentlemen, when Krypton is shattered into a thousand million stars, when the glorious civilization we have built is no more, when you and your families are swept from the face of Krypton like that. <laughs> Order, gentlemen. Order. You have heard Jor-El's speech. Is it your wish that we devote time and money to the building of spaceships for the transportation of Krypton's population to another planet? No! 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 I am sorry, Jor-El. The Council has spoken. Yes, and signed the death warrants of every living thing on Krypton. Well, I've done my best to convince you. Now all that remains for me is to proceed with my own means of salvation, my own spaceship, to save the lives of those near and dear to me. And for the rest of you, may the gods have mercy on your soul. Ah, Lara, I didn't see you. I came out to take the air on the terrace. It's been terribly hot all day. Is that because we're being drawn to the sun, Jarrell? Yes. What did the council have to say about that? I... I didn't mention it. Is the model of your spaceship almost finished? Yes, yes, I just drove the last rivet. How does it look? Splendid. But will it work? Ah, that remains to be seen. If it does work, I shall immediately begin construction of another just like it, only much larger. One big enough to carry all three of us to another world. Jarrell, when will that be? Every moment that we spend waiting and wondering... Yes, I know, I know, Lara. It's been hard on all of us, and particularly hard on you. How is the boy? Sleeping, Jarrell. That quake this afternoon frightened him. But he's all right now. Can't you come in and look at him? You scarcely see him these days, what with working all hours on the spaceship model. It can't be helped, dear. I'm racing against time. Right now, I'm anxious to know whether the model will behave as I hope. How does it operate? Very simply. When all is ready, I throw this switch... That closes the circuit, and electric energy builds up pressure in the atomic generators. Then, at the final moment, the pressure forces the ship from its carrier and speeds it on its way. But where does it go? Wherever it's pointed. This one I'm directing to the planet Earth. Earth? What is that, Jarrell? A planet smaller than our own, situated on the other side of the sun. It's inhabited by a race of people similar to ourselves. Like ourselves? Well... Only partly, of course, my dear. They're about the same size, but nowhere nearly as developed. Very weak and helpless, and and with all their faculties extremely limited. How do you mean? Well, I... I haven't time to go into detailed explanation now, Lara. But it's something like this. You know how far you step when you want to go somewhere? Practically as far as I want. Why, one step takes me to Brother's house near the fountain. Exactly. Well, down where I'm sending this spaceship, it's quite different. An Earthman steps only three feet at a time at most, and everything else is in proportion. And that's where we're going? Oh, how dreadful. My dear, which would you rather do? Go to Earth and live, or stay on Krypton and die? I'll do anything you say, Jorel, anything. It doesn't matter to me whether we live or die as long as we're together. 
It's only the boy I worry about. Yes, I know. Oh, Lara, darling, don't worry. He'll be saved. When are you testing the spaceship model? In the morning. Just as dawn breaks, I'll send it on its way, watching its flight through a high-powered telescope to see whether it lands safely on Earth. Is Earth the only planet place we can go to, Joel? We couldn't breathe on any other planet but the Earth. It happens to have an atmosphere similar to Krypton's. I suppose you know best, Jarrell. Are you coming in? It, it seems to have gotten oppressively hot. Yes, it, it has. I wonder. Lara, do you hear that? Yes, Jarrell. What is it? Subterranean explosions. Do you feel the ground trembling? Yes, I do. Jarrell, do you think? Lara. Lara, I'm afraid it's come. Where is the boy, Kello? What do you mean? Get him quickly. This is the end. Jarrell, what can we do? Nothing, nothing. I'm not ready. Oh, what a fool I've been to delay. It isn't your fault, Jarrell. You did all you could. If only this model were large enough, we could take a chance. Jarrell, would it carry one of us safely to Earth? Oh, I think so, but... Lara, where are you going? Stay here with me. I'm getting Kello. If one of us can be saved, Jarrell, it should be the boy. No, no, Lara, come back. If one must go, it should be you. Lara, I said, come back. Come back. Here he is, Jarrell. Sinister. Goodbye, Kellel. Please, Lara. No, Jarrell, listen to me. We both stay here. Kellel goes in the spaceship. If there is a chance, Jarrell, if one little chance I wanted for my son. Maybe you're right, Lara. Jarrell, look. The sky. It's fiery red. The mountains. Look, the mountains are falling in. Jarrell, what's happening? The end of Krypton, Lara. Just as I foretold. This is the last great break. Jarrell. Listen! Explosion! Here, quick, quick, give me the boy! Carol! What are you doing, Carol? Opening the door! Putting him inside! Carol! The house is swinging! It's breaking apart! Look, Carol! There! There, he's safe inside! Now for the switch. Stand back, Lara. Oh, Jarrell, will you reach the earth? Only the gods know. If there's a chance, the only chance. Stand back now, Lara. I'm going to throw the switch. Jarrell, it's getting dark. I can't see. What happened? Fire. Smoke from the center of the planet. Not much time now. Oh, Miguel. Is the spaceship gone? No, no, not yet. Waiting for pleasure. We may have been too late. If it doesn't work up soon, wait. It's on its way. Where are you? Here, here beside you, Lara. Listen, can you hear me? Our boy, Kalel. Our son, Lara. He's on his way. On his way to Earth. Kalel! So the tiny rocket ship roars into the uncharted heavens as the mighty planet of Krypton explodes into millions of glowing fragments. Glittering stars to remain forever in the night sky. Jorel and Lara, devoted parents of the tiny boy, perish in the giant quake that destroys Krypton. But what of the rocket ship? Does it reach the Earth? Does it find its mark in all the far-flung darkness of space? Remember, don't miss the next installment of Superman. How exciting. <laughs> the very first radio episode of The Adventures of Superman. Well, you know what? I even found something even more exciting. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's just a little different. Something that's going to probably... I wouldn't eat or drink anything while you're listening to this because you'll probably choke 
just when you hear the name and then when you hear the performance, you will wonder why this man ever decided to go into filthy, vulgar comedy. This is the most inventive thing I've ever heard. I want you to hear the very first time Lenny Bruce graced a radio. This is from 1949 on Arthur Godfrey's Talent Scouts. Here is the first performance on nationwide media of any kind of Lenny Bruce. Now we have another talent scout here, and how do you do? Oh, it's you good do? to see you. What's your name, Mrs. Bruce? Mrs. Bruce. Mrs. Sally Bruce. That's right. Tell me who you brought with you tonight. Where do you come from? Freeport. Freeport, huh? Who'd you bring with you, Mrs. Bruce? My I have to son. get right on. Your son. What's your son do? He's a comedian. A comedian. What's his name? Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce. What's his professional background? His professional background, well, when he came out of the Navy, he worked a lot of theaters and nightclubs throughout the coast. And more recently, he was at the Crossroads Nightclub in Washington, D.C. Oh, yes, 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 yes. What kind of comedy does he do? Oh, impersonations, mimicry. Oh, wonderful. And what's his name? Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce. Let's bring him on. Thank you, Mrs. Bruce. Good evening, everyone. It's great to see that television is coming in so strong in vaudeville. You know, the action I get the biggest kick out of are the impersonators. I love the when they come out and say, All right, George, I want you to stay up the north side. You stay up the south side. You stay up the west side. You stay up the north side and you stay up the east side. I'm glad there's no more sides. Or they go, Please, get out of here. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. And besides that, I don't like you. <laughs> then the feminine characters. Rally. Rally, mother. Oh, kiss me, Gregory. Kiss me, Gregory. Oh, Gregory, how you can peck. <laughs> but you know, I don't know if you people realize it or not, but we're not the only country that have impersonators. While I was in the Navy, I spent about two and a half years overseas. And some of that time was spent in Bavaria. In the evenings, if we didn't have anything to do, there was a little Bavarian vaudeville house. And the act that I got the biggest kick out of was the Bavarian Mimic. <laughs> this is how we stop the music. Just get back from Hollywood, California, made spay pictures. One to spay and one to spay. That's the frog with a freaking poison poisonation. That's the freaking gangster with a haugen cagney. All right, Jaco, that's the freaking with a frog, you dirty frog. That's the freaking with a frog. That's the frog with a shrieker. That's the frog with a lip and stay. That's the figure, mid monster man, mid Alice Hollywooden. This is the man, mid Peter Lorre. Please, that's the schwauge, mein Schwiegenshauge. That's the Klee, mid Hauge, the man, mid Hauge, the Schwiegen. Why? That's the Frauge, mid Pyramids. That's the Frauge, mid Feminine, mid Alice Hollywooden. That's the Kluge, mid Betty Davis. Fit up, Frauge, the letter up. That's the Frauge up. Pooh, you're laughing. It's about Morgan, a fat lip. <laughs> das ist der Klüger mit Old Man mit Alice Hollywooden. This is the man mit dem Kluger mit Alice und Fraugen Barry Fitzgerald. <laughs> das ist Kluger mit Friedenschmerz.
What do you think? Lenny Bruce. Wow. <laughs> I can't get over it myself. He really, and he won that. And he was really very good. What happened to him? I don't know. It's a shame. But there you have it. Lenny Bruce on the Arthur Godfrey's Talent Scout Show. To round out the hour, I'm going to play a couple of tunes just to make you feel at home. Here, this one is by the Harmonicats, one of the most incredible groups of the 1940s and early 50s. Here's the original from 1947, Peg of My Heart. Thank you. 
sing it right away. Now here is what you say, so sing it while you may. Here's a silly jingle, you can sing it night or noon. Here's the words, that's all you need, cause I just sang the tune. Oh, I don't want her, you can have her, she's too fat for me. She's too fat for me, she's too fat for me. I don't want her, you can have her, she's too fat for me. She's too fat, she's too fat, she's too fat for me. I get dizzy, I get numbo when I'm dancing with my jum jum jumbo. I don't want her, you can have her, she's too fat for me. <laughs> she's too fat for me, she's too fat for me. I don't want her, you can have her, she's too fat for me. She's too fat, she's too fat, she's too fat for me. She's a group. Could she possibly sit upon your knee? No, no, no. We don't want her. You can have her. She's too fat for me. And she's too fat for me. But she's just right for me. <laughs> We don't want her. You can have her. She's too fat for me. Yeah, she's too fat, much too fat. But she's just right for me. She's so charming, and she's so winning. <laughs> But it's alarming when she goes in swimming. We don't want her, you can have her. She's too fat for me. <laughs> she's too fat for me. But she's just right for me. So I sure want her, you can't have her. She's just right for me. <laughs> But she's too fat. But she's not too fat. She's just right for me. <laughs> That about does it for Remember When Radio for this week. I hope you enjoyed this <laughs> great conglomeration of, of, of uh, history and, and entertainment. And I hope you'll be with us next week when I present another unusual and funny bit. I'm going to try and get Jack Benny on the next remember when radio and i'm going to try and have some really funny skits for you i know you're going to enjoy it and i hope you'll come back every week and join us i know you will because uh these days are not to be forgotten and they never will on remember when radio so until next time this is lee douglas for everybody here at remember when radio hey please remember if you like music of the 50s and 60s listen to our companion show old time rock and roll uh which is on every single week twice a week matter of fact and you may 
get into our our show page by going to www.oldtimernr.com. Hope to see you there, too. This is Lee Douglas. That's a wrap. There's an exciting new way to connect with your online friends all at the same time. It's called social conference calling. Use your phone or computer to start a discussion group or just a conversation. It's fun and it's free. Check it out at TalkShoe.com. That's T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E dot com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.